You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. on coronavirus and I'll see you guys next time. I'm Scott. Good morning. Let's talk Venezuelans. Hello, my friend. Good morning and, <laughs> and welcome to America's we Web Radio. We're lady, glad to have you tuned in today. And, uh, Her name is Lisa Noel Babich. Yes. Hola, familia. <laughs> oh, okay. The first hour is in English and the second hour is in Spanish. And I want you in the second hour because I know your your district have a lot of Spanish people. And my Spanish is horrible. <laughs> no, but uh, we can translate. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, now. Okay. Now, Babash. Babash is a very special name, last name. It's very illustrious because the first com- modern computer the first analog computer was created by uh, an English gentleman named Charles Babbage. That's during right. During the, uh, the 19th century. And as far as I know, there is only one family, Babbage, in the world. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Yes. So who was Charles Babbage for you? So he is my great, 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 great grandfather. I like to call him Charlie just for fun (laughs) and yes his um, my grandfather he is my grandfather's grandfather okay so there is here is a a a piece of the original computer right is he was a mathematician as far as I remember philosopher inventor mathematician okay and and here's his image that's when he was a young whippersnapper (laughs) over at Cambridge he and his um, bedfellows he had three friends and the four of them came up with the term scientists and decided to use science to benefit the average person and so they took all of their inventions all of their thoughts and they started building up the lower economic class in Victorian England that nobody cared about so it's a great lineage and 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 excuse me but how a a babash Landed in Atlanta. in Atlanta. <laughs> so, okay, that's a funny story. Are we going there? So, yes. Um, okay. So it's Babbage for all of my American friends, like cabbage but with a B. Um, what happened is my grandfather, so the grandson of this inventor, was a priest. In his native Australia, no one was doing anything about the. Um, I just lost my words, but anything about the Aboriginal population and the injustices that were happening there. So he heard about this man in Atlanta, Georgia, who was doing something about the injustices that were affecting people of color in the United States. Mm -hmm. And he decided to come over here, make an appeal to that young man, who we know is Martin Luther King Jr., and decided to march with him, work with him, teach at Columbia Seminary, bring his entire family over here and start a new tradition of helping people of color. And they happened to move right into the heart of the ghetto because that's where all the fray was taking place in Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta, and that's where my mother lived in a government housing project. She and my father actually met her freshman year at Georgia State. Wow. How beautiful <laughs> story. My it's around the world in 80 days is yeah, what it is. From, from Australia to Atlanta in... 
and and my father, who is a legal resident, but he's still not an American citizen. He still has his Australian citizenship. I have dual citizenship, but it is something that they took part in as a family. And I love that because only in America would a foreign and, you know, even though they spoke, quote unquote, English, no one in Georgia at that time in the 1960s called it English. They they considered them very much to be foreigners. Mm -hmm. And only in America would a family come over and families, you know, just all three of us are part of that heritage where people have come to this country Mm -hmm. to do the impossible, Mm -hmm. which is lift every boat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a thrill. Wow. <laughs> wow. Any questions, David? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let me let me just add to it, which is kind of funny. So my grandfather was an Episcopal priest. That whole line is basically Episcopal. Mm-hmm. My mother's family was raised Catholic. Okay. And so even though to an outsider, that's the same thing. But to them, not so much. No, not so much. So my grandmother on my father's side didn't like that my mother was a Catholic. It wasn't that she was black. It was that she was a Catholic. And then my grandmother on my mother's side didn't oppose their marriage because my father was white. She opposed it because he was an Episcopal. (laughs) Oh, my. And so, you know, their mixed marriage was not based on skin color, Uh but it was based on religion to... (laughs) (laughs) How much communion wine we drink is what it was based on. I I think that's a hilarious point. let let's let's see the this human human facet of you. Hmm. You're a teacher. I am. And an author. Yes. And a mother. And a grandmother. And a grandmother. Yes. yes. My grandson is almost one. Oh my. Oh. And you know what? That is the, one of the greatest things that's happened to me with COVID is because we are locked in the same room. I get to play with my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> And he can be in my you, office. You get, you get you get to know your family back again. Very well. We get to fall in love all over again. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I teach public school. I um, teach elementary school. And then I'm also an adjunct professor at Southeastern, which is a Christian university out of Florida. And teaching is my second career. I don't know if you guys know this. What is the first one? <laughs> my first career was jack of all trades. So I was an IT and business major. Mm-hmm. I worked for a bank, and I worked in the travel industry. And both of those jobs wanted to take me away from my children Mm -hmm. if I wanted to Mm -hmm. um, advance. advance. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I pretty much topped out as an associate vice president of a bank. I couldn't go any further unless I wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my kids were young, so I pulled out. I went back to school, Mm -hmm. and I became a teacher because I got used to having those bank holidays. I needed five weeks off, and that was the only (laughs) profession (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they gave me five weeks off. So I became a teacher. Okay. And uh, my brother teases me because he says, you've been a teacher your entire life. Mm-hmm. I don't know what took you so long to get a teaching degree. But that yeah. was the route. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are the subjects that you enjoy more? Writing. I love writing. I love language arts. And I, I learned to love history and science. You know, the one thing about public school education is if you show that you can do it, that's what you'll be teaching. So it doesn't matter if you like it or not in the elementary school level. It's rare that you will find a teacher that only teaches a few subjects. But at the upper elementary level, you can do that. So I've taught fourth and fifth most of my career, and we can teach, you know, a subject or two. So I've taught it all. But language arts, writing, that's 
I mean, that's primo for me. But now. But now. Now. Just this, this is the, <laughs> this this is is the, the question. question. <laughs> okay. We got to shift. Wrong, what is wrong with the education in the United States? I mean, this is an hour-long show, am I right? Yeah. So I don't literally have enough time to tell you. But the, sh <laughs> the short of it is we have lost touch with reality. And I think that is the problem in every field. I think we can see that in every field. One thing we've done in education is we've tried to teach to the middle for so long. We've lost track of what the middle is in our society. And, of course, the political arena shows that. We, we don't know where middle is anymore. And when you solely teach to the middle, and I'm not blaming teachers for this, um, but you obviously leave out two very large groups. That's your high achievers and your low achievers. And those groups have swollen over time. Mm -hmm. And so they are actually caving in on what we used to think was our model child. I wrote this book, and I should have brought it. I didn't know we were going to talk about school. I wrote a book called Not So Cookie Cutter Kids. And so if you think about a cookie cutter when you make cookies at home, they're all stamped the same size. Mm -hmm. We don't have those children in our classrooms. So we have failed because we are still teaching as if they are cookie cutters, mm -hmm. but they're not. And I, did, I taught at a school. That's the, that's, the, that's the mistake of the Common Core. Well, that's Common Core, but even before Common Core, we had, I'll, I'll give you a case in point. I'm left behind. We, we, we left everybody no, behind. Behind, I remember that, and before that, no, no child left behind. Yeah. When I read it, I started rewriting it. I, I was so ticked off. But I, I will tell you, I went to I I took one of my uh, siblings in and put her in our neighborhood school when she came to live with me. She is a black Hispanic mm -hmm. freshman who is a tomboy, a jock. All she wants to do is play sports and skateboard. <laughs> the counselor wanted to put her in chorus and home economics. And I said... In the choir? In the choir, in yeah. The choir. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I said she doesn't sing. Uh -huh. Well, we have a great choir. Now, this was the same school that my children went to, who looked nothing like my sister, uh -huh. keep in mind. And I said, well, she doesn't really sing. She wants to play basketball. She wants to whatever. Back and forth for like 15 minutes. I said, what are you not understanding? Mm -hmm. And so we have looked at children very impersonally, just as we look at adults. But the damage is because their whole life trajectory is changed by adult influence that has not looked at them as a human being. I had no idea we were going to go deep. I feel like so. <laughs> I told you, this is very relaxing uh, now, hour. Now, it's, it's <laughs> now let's... Because, because this program means that we have to know the person, the human being. Yeah. Not the candidate. Right. But the person. I'm definitely so, a human first. Exactly. Are you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I said nothing. <laughs> okay. Now, okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> now, yes. The problem, the problem, no. Uh, Lisa Babash <laughs> yes. is a candidate for district number seven, and she's arriving to the Congress. Let's say that you arrive to the U.S. Congress mm -hmm. this um, January the 3rd, 2021. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> What is the goal of Lisa Noel Babash? 
at Congress? What's what are your goals? What uh, what's what's what are your issues? So, but the first thing, even before issues, that I want to remind myself is I'm not going there to be a career politician. That is not my goal. My goal is to represent people that a have not been represented, and b to stand up for our constitution because we've we've kind of forgotten about this document that has made this country the most wonderful place to be on earth. But to be honest with you, there are so many different plays, let's say, that I would like to make. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have to hedge my bets because I don't plan on being there forever. That being said, I do plan on getting everything checked off my list because mm -hmm. I am a big list checker. I want to start strategically. Okay. I want to start with, now first of all, my, my whole motto uh, is about having a clearer vision of being pro-God, pro-America, and pro-life. So those are my heart issues, and as our Constitution pertains to those things. But I want to start with a win for this country, and I believe infrastructure is the way to do that. We have seen this pandemic change our minds about everything. We've had to reevaluate everything in our life. Mm -hmm. But And what it has done is it even pulled us further apart, I think, as people. What I want to do is bring us back together with a win, because right now we have a Congress that is not working. So let's just say that every wonderful Joe Schmo gets in, and we don't have this issue anymore. If that were the case, then I'd be looking at our health care, our immigration system. I'd be looking at our education system right off the bat. I think we need to start with a win, which is something that both sides should be able to get behind. And that is something having to do with infrastructure or security, because these are things that all Americans supposedly mm. want is quality of life and safety for their families. So that's where I would start. Now, if we have a miraculous Congress that we've never had before and everyone is singing kumbaya and right there, then, you know, we'll tackle the big issues right off the bat. I mean, but honestly, I have a litany of things on my website, which is babbageforcongress.com, that I have been promoting to our um, state and local uh, government officials since... I got involved in politics, which was when I was 17 years old. I mean, I have been volunteering and knocking on doors and making calls since then. I'm very passionate about the fact that we have to leave a legacy of truth to our children and our grandchildren. And now that I've become a grandmother, there's no time like the present to, to really put my money where my mouth is, which is one of the reasons why I decided to step up right now and run. It's a great time in my life to, to do this and have this experience. So basically, you are carrying on the um, torch yeah. that your grandfather um, brought well brought yeah, ran around in with Atlanta, mm -hmm. yeah and then um, your father you know your mom and now you and your kids probably in the future what you know what from the family you know. did I not tell you this this is so funny because um, last year my daughter was pregnant and she said mom I'm, I think I'm finally going to get involved In volunteering, because we're big volunteering people, but she's never volunteered in politics. So she mm -hmm. said, yeah, I think I'm really going to do it this time. I've got time on my hands. Will you come with me? <clears throat> That started me being on the state committee, being on the district committee, mm -hmm. being on the executive board, mm -hmm. and this whole process, as you said, carrying on the torch. Yeah, because um, in, in your case, I'm, I've been following uh, Martin Luther King's from Venezuela. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. he's big over there. We're gonna come back and we're gonna go to a, in a in a break, mm -hmm. and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the admiration that I have for MLK. And this is let's talk Venezuela. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now, that sounds like a Lisa, la Lisa, go ahead. Go, 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 go. La, 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 la. Okay, well, going back, going back to the, before the break, um, I was telling Lisa that I, um, I am, um, big admirer of Martin Luther King. Uh, since I was in Venezuela, we were listening about what he was doing, all the civil rights, and, you know, how a pastor from a Baptist convention, he he created this non-violence movement, right. which is mo- very important to, to accentuate, non-violence. So, which is against the other movement that went around during that to, time. To bring up the civil rights. The civil rights, right. exactly. Okay, that is, the civil rights <coughs> belongs to citizens. Yes. And, and the citizenship is something very, very important. Mm-hmm. So, what's your position about immigration? You know, it is so funny because on the way over here, I was just thinking, I have a whole long immigration story, but Mm -hmm. because I do have dual citizenship, Mm -hmm. but I will say, you know, what what the goal has been for so many immigrants is to get to this soil, Mm -hmm. to hit here, Mm -hmm. but the goal should be to become a citizen. And we have disconnected those two ideas. Mm -hmm. The goal is crossing the border and not being thrown back out. But what the goal needs to be is learning how to be an American, assimilating into this great culture Amen. that you came over here to be a part of Bingo. and having a pathway to do that. And I, I mean, I challenged someone on Facebook this morning because I'm saying, you know, if you have not been invested in communities that actually have immigrant populations, you really don't even understand the problem. You are reading a book. Maybe you're reading a headline. <laughs> you don't get it. 
but there are hearts and minds that are behind the push to come here illegally. And then there's also malintent behind the push to come here yes. illegally. And if you don't know A from B, you're not going to be able to make decisions that are empathetic to, I mean, right here in our district, we've got 70,000 undocumented, most of them kids in our public school systems. They are not paying into that public school system the same way that citizens are. Yes. And they are taking resources. Yes. But they are human beings. Yes. And as children, they didn't bring themselves here. Mm-hmm. No. The, the parents brought them their pro- here. Their parents, their, parents, brought them here. their parents create the problem for them. Right. So why I'm going to get a little bit into this. Do it. But what I, I don't agree is if your parent brought you over here being illegal, he the, your parents create that problem for you. Please don't come here and try to uh, instigate, threaten American citizens and legal people that, like me who did it in the right way because you are in a disadvantage level or situation or position, okay? What you should do is, um, there is two ways to do it. One way is is going back to your country and apply. Right. That's one way. Right. Other way is uh, try to get married with American citizen, but guess what? When you get married and that person uh, um, initiate the process of your paperwork, America is going to send you back again to your country so you can stay over there 10 years and wait until the 10 years is over and then you can come back. So either way, you have to go back. You know, that's almost exactly what happened with my stepfather. Oh. You know, he's back in Colombia now after being here for, I guess, 25 years. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I disagree with you a little bit, Josie, because part of the problem we as American bureaucrats have created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, I have several friends from India. I teach at a school that's about 50% Indian. And Mm -hmm. they have been given visas to come here. Mm -hmm. Yes. The backlog coming from that particular country for tech jobs specifically Mm -hmm. has created a stalemate in our immigration process. And these kids and their families are caught. They have no chance to assimilate because they got to go back home every six to nine months, re-enter the country. Mm -hmm. And they are in this seven to 14. I know someone who's been here for 14 years trying to become a citizen. Mm -hmm. But because she is in tech and she's Indian, she has to wait. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of problems on our side that we need to fix. Now, I mean, I thought about it, and I think about this all the time. Do so you think the system is broken? But I, not only the I don't say it's broken, broken but, it's but also it is very handicapped. It is disabled. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's also because um, our, why our kids, our children are not filling up those jobs? What do they have to bring people from other countries? I was it's talking about this. System. It's because it's a cycle. Exactly. It's a cycle. So once when you break one cycle in this field, it automatically domino effect to another field. That is and my that's whole what's point. Going on. So in, in India, for example, every country gets so many visas mm-hmm. for so many jobs. When countries, let's say Somalia has 15 tech, but they don't have 15 tech people who want to come here. Those visas are given to other countries. India, places like India, China, whomever, they suck up all those visas, mm-hmm. which creates that backlog. So we are actually contributing mm-hmm. to our own immigration problem. And we're not even taking the time, as you said, the school system. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not always teachers. Te- te- people think teachers close that door and they do whatever they want to do or they teach everything that's right. Well, we can't. We are constantly being evaluated. We're constantly being charged to teach to standards. We had no voice in creating. And most of those objectives that we have to check off on our list in a calendar year A can't be done in the time allotted. And B, the bureaucrats who have written these 
uh, rules for educators have left out civics 100%. So, you know, you're assimilated <coughs> into a, you're a patriot. Mm-hmm. Where are the patriots coming from in this next generation? Mm-hmm. We cannot throw a stone and find one. Mm-hmm. Very few and far between. And mm-hmm. this is bringing us to another subject. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because you are you are both candidates. Yes. And uh, this lady receives already some threats from the Antifas. I want to hear about it. <laughs> They're calling me white supremacists. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> one of my one of my followers uh, told the guy, "Dude, you need uh, you need a uh, prescription glasses." <laughs> and then I said, "You need a laser surgery in your eyes." What you should do, you should do a commercial, and you should say, "They called me a white supremacist. Take off your glasses and hand it out to the screen." <laughs> you can use mine. Since you obviously need a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I received. But the, but the thing is that this movement, the Antifas, is very violent. Oh yeah. So we have to we have to to consider this threat very seriously it's mm-hmm. not it's not something like ah it's a it's a, it's a joke <coughs> no it's something something very serious and these guys brought uh, an institution named the southern uh, poverty poverty uh, law, law mm-hmm. center mm-hmm. and i said okay let me see who these guys are right. okay and and i checked them and i sent them a a request and I ask him only this question is the Antifa movement a hate group because they they, have, they now have a list of 36 hate, organizations of, of hate groups in Georgia 36 okay and one of the groups is the USA Patri- Patriots Okay, and they and they invite Joseph uh, last Saturday to bring a, a a speech with the candidate, the senator. Um, what's the name of uh, Derek uh, Grayson? Okay, okay. He went okay. over there. Too. So, so the picture is very funny because you can see the white supremacists, the white supremacists, <laughs> in the in the picture. Okay, and and I asked them, <coughs> they they reply. And they said the following thing. Uh, read it, please. So here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Thank you for writing in and for sharing your concerns about Antifa, short for anti-fascist. The SPLC has, from the beginning, condemned this movement's violent tactics and recognized its formation was in response to the rise of alt-right groups like the Proud Boys. Though we've consistently denounced their violence, we also do not list organizations as hate groups because of violence, but rather because of their organizational goals of marginalizing and demonizing others. I want to interject there. I, I feel like you do as well. <laughs> yes. We're going to go in a break we and are, we will we come back. We're gonna, we will, that's what we're going to be talking I shall return. <laughs> 
This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, okay. Oh, let's okay. talk about Antifa. Let's talk about Antifa. <laughs> what were you? Were what, okay, what is your position about Israel? Well, I'm pro-Israel. Yeah. Israel's my heart. Um, you know, I go to a synagogue on a regular basis. Been a member of Congregation Bethel. I think that in the region, that is not ob- obviously our ally, but Israel, for my own religious beliefs, mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. that we have to protect our relationship with. But okay, what is what is your lecture about this image? <laughs> and my, and this is my this is my. But answer. she was going to in, she was going to say something oh, about the letter, oh, okay. Carlos. Uh, the letter. The, yeah, the, the, let the her finish the letter. Well, this was okay. So I'll finish reading it. Um, but I wanted to talk about the marginalization and mm-hmm. demonizing of others. But anyway, this continues and says. Our definition of this is that all hate groups have beliefs or practices that attack or malign an entire class of people, typically for immutable characteristics. The propensity of violence, though present in many hate groups, is not among the criteria for listing, which is, you know, mind-boggling. Also, Antifa groups do not promote hatred based on race, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or gender identity. You know what I just thought about? Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess we need to put political assuasion mm-hmm. into the protected class mm-hmm. because for someone to say that this group is not a hate group because, A, their quote-unquote constitution doesn't target mm-hmm. to demonize others based on these other protected issues, mm-hmm. now we can take that whole argument that started with civil rights, mm-hmm. uh-huh. has been taken by mm-hmm. our 
LBGTQ friends. All alphabets. Our alphabet friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can bring it back to political persuasion Mm -hmm. as a protective class based on this. Why don't we protect people with glasses, curly hair, Mm -hmm. and red lipstick? I mean, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. America has to be America, and this is not America. Yeah, and now, check check this picture. Okay. And what is wrong with that picture? You see that guy? I see that guy. Uh-huh. And what is he using? Well, he's using some uh, nonverbal communication. And who is he targeting this to, is the question. Okay. Now, read my, my answer to this, to this letter. So your question was, what was wrong with this picture? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Good afternoon. So your argument... And and so their response is what they've already given to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their response is that these groups do not attack a particular class of people. I disagree. I mean, I they disagree. attack. Yeah, but the picture tells the you. Picture, but the, the, the picture, whole picture tells you a lot. The, yeah. the, tells you something. Read yeah. it because that's that's what I'm telling them. Oh, Arab nationalism. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Mm. So this symbol is a symbol for Arab nationalism. Yes. You know, you know, it's so funny. I have, when, when my daughter, she's almost 30 now. When I was pregnant with her, I worked for an Iranian family. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They had to escape Iran. The father was in the military. Mm-hmm. He didn't like what was going on. He spoke up. Of course, they had to get out. Mm-hmm. He and his two sons and the mother came here. Mm-hmm. They're still here today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were not raised Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I worked for them, never shy about my religious beliefs, never shy about being a patriot in <clears> that whole <throat> time. And they are conservatives. Mm-hmm. which is why they're not in Iran today yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they had to leave. Mm-hmm. And so I you know this whole idea of nationalism has really been exploited. It's yeah. been demonized. Demonized, yes. It really yeah. has. But read read the read the answer. You just want me to read. Yes. <laughs> read it. So it where do you want me to Palestinian? read? Okay. This has become a symbol for Arab nationalism in the actual state of Israel dating back to the Arab revolt of 1929 during the British Mandate era, which began with the Hebron massacre. massacre my, mm-hmm. my sister went to Hebron. Um, August 24, 1929. Who was the leader of that revolt? Mohammed Amin al-Husseini, who allied himself to Adolf Hitler and his ideologue, The Final Solution, during World War II and founder of the PLO. Well, we know that his Hitler's playbook, I'm not reading anymore, Hitler's playbook came mm-hmm. and was, I, I'm actually doing a book on that mm-hmm. part of it. It's been used in every single country, and Atifa is using it here. Bingo. Yeah. Yes. 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 And you know what? I, I know we're not taking this as a joke, but honestly, mm-hmm. count it as a compliment. Yes. That of they course. came after you. Because mm-hmm. they obviously think you're a threat mm-hmm. to their fascist ideals. Yeah, when ideals. they take their time. When they take their time. Yes. Thinking, okay, we're going to attack this one. Right. Probably because she's the weakest link of the group. Or because she's the woman. Or no, or probably because she's 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 pro-Israel. She wants the the, the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, the the capital of Israel. Mm -hmm. And and she represents something that we hate. Exactly. And so they are a hate group. They are a hate group. Right. Yeah. But it's not based on her skin color or gender, which are the protective classes. Uh Yes. Yeah. But um, 
But they hate you also. Oh, I know. Where's my attack, Antifa? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on Twitter enough, so I'm always like, I'm not even on social media enough, so if I'm attacked, I'll know about it next week, maybe. Uh It's going to take me a minute Mm -hmm. to get caught up with Uh you. Well, you know, this Saturday coming, uh, the Patriots are going to be rallying in uh, Dahlonega Mm. from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They're going to be doing some, some... you want to come and speak on there, they are welcome you. I mean, okay. anyone who is Patriot, you want to go, go ahead and they give you a space and you can talk. Okay. Um, they're inviting everybody who's Patriot. Wow. You know? Well, you know, we have a big rally on Monday, too, mm-hmm. uh, in Loganville. So yeah. mm-hmm. a bunch of Patriots are going to be mm-hmm. there. You know, that's the thing. You know, when, when they rally, <laughs> we've got to rally, too. Mm-hmm. We cannot sit on our duff as patriots. Mm-hmm. We think about the founding of this country and what it took these men and women sacrifice time with their children. They sacrifice Monday night TV just to make sure that what they were leaving was a legacy for this nation, for those who have fought and died. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all the veterans, for our children and our <clears throat> grandchildren. And this generation right now, with all of our technology, with all of our um access to everything, we have got to stand up and fight just as Yes. Now, are you you Are you going to let me talk? No. I'm going to fight with you. Look, now it's my turn. Okay. He doesn't let me talk, man. Okay, going back to MLK. Yes. Right? Remember, he he, he caught me right there, right? Yeah, I did. You stay right there. Okay. Okay. With MLK, um, you know, I am Venezuelan descendant, right? right. Uh, I am a legal immigrant. I became American, and uh, I, I hit the books very hard to find out how America is, and I assimilated. So every time um, that I, um, I was in, in Florida and reading and learning everything about how to become an American, how to become a citizen, mm-hmm. you know, the figure of Martin Luther King always, always in my mind, always on my mind, <laughs> always on my mind. So... Um, miraculously, the Lord brought me over here in, uh, to Georgia mm-hmm. for very difficult uh, situation that I went through, family and personal. So I am here five years ago, and um, having the um, blessing to meet Mama Lanell, to meet Alvira King, to meet Vivian Childs, to meet you, to meet, you know, all these um, black ladies who are patriots. Right. Who are women of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody is rallying together to see what we can do to save not only the state of Georgia, but this, to save the nation. Okay, and we are trying to get into elected to this position. Always thinking, in my case, is always thinking, how can I help District Number Four, which right. is sixty something percent black, and they are being neglected, abused, and overlooked. Right. You know, so um, it's it's very um, how can I say it? this man who is black who is the incumbent his ad, his advocacy is for the illegal people in the district and me who are legal Latino I am advocating for the black in the district. Very ironic. Thank you. I mean, it's amazing that we've seen... Okay, so shameless Mm -hmm. plug. I wrote a book, The Black History Bible. Mm -hmm. And basically what I'm talking about is just what Josie has described. You have a group of people who have been systematically marginalized Mm -hmm. for their vote Mm -hmm. by the Democrat Party 
for longer than all three of us have been alive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Josie can say firsthand she knows what it's like because she saw a wave come through her country, for example. There are many first and second generation immigrants who know exactly what is happening to black people. Mm -hmm. Yet we have a black leader, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, civil rights leader. I call them the gate hell of um, the gatekeeper of hell. That's how I call them. They are gatekeepers. And you know what is so sad? I mean, it breaks my heart that I actually taught some kids from his district. Mm -hmm. And I cleaned up. Were you there at the cleanup Mm -hmm. last week? Okay, so yeah. So we cleaned up. That was the neighborhood. Yeah, that's his district. That's his district, and I taught. That's my district. That's right. That's That's your district. My district. And I taught right across the street at uh, one of the elementary schools right behind where we were cleaning up. Mm Was he there? He wasn't there. No. Has anyone been there? No. You know, these people are elected for generation upon generation, and they feel like they are... uh, Entitled. Entitled. This establishment has got to die. And if they have to die by a brutal killing at the polls, so be it. But this cannot go on. And for someone like yourself to have to step in. Yes, Yes, because when I was uh, trying to get into the the, um, the political arena, I always was asking, this, "Does anybody wants to do it from the district?" I gotta Does tell you anybody? this. This is so funny. I, this has totally slipped my mind till just now. But you know, in my field, we have a lot of you know folks who have stepped up to throw their name out there and do the work that needs to be done. And I made these plans long before our congressman announced his retirement. But someone in our party suggested to me to go to the fourth Mm -hmm. because we don't have anyone over there. And I said, I would if we didn't need someone here. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, my own community, I must tend to first. That's something that America has not always done. Mm -hmm. America sometimes wants to go jump in everyone else's mix before they know what's happening. And yet we leave victims right here at home, like in the 4th District. And, I mean, Josie, you are like a godsend to the people over there who need someone compassionate enough to stand up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for their rights because because they are being left. Because you can see American going and liberate and and other countries and other, you know, other people in other countries and fighting, but nobody wants to go to District Number 4 and help out these people. And liberate the black people there. Our people, our brothers and sisters, the black community, the Latino, because there is a lot of white, black, Asian, and, and Everybody in that, in that district, in that district because it's a metropolitan, it's a metropolitan area. It's left behind with the infrastructure because there is no sewer system. There is up to date. My my niece still lives in that community, and I really had to look long and hard. Was it possible for me to move? Because I do believe that. If I have roots in a community, I want to start by supporting that community first and then work my way out. And it's amazing to me because I still donate food in that area, Mm -hmm. you know, through my food ministry. And it's amazing to me that we've been hard-pressed to get anybody. Mm -hmm. And there's other districts. It's not just yours. I mean, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. District Number Mm 5 is in the same boat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. District 2. District 2. 13. It's ridiculous. Yes. It is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I'm just glad that I know you. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. We need more people like you. And I'm glad that, you know, we, we've we been praying every week pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe those prayers are not going to go availed. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll be, going back be back after this messages. Quick stakes. 
That's Q-U-I-K Steaks are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quicksteak.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Steaks. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Steaks, Q-U-I-K Steaks, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now it's the last part of Let's Talk Venezuela, the English part. The English but you, part. But you are, you are, you are hired to I'm speak hired. In, in Spanish. Spanish. I translate, don't worry. <laughs> okay, so we are talking. Uh, I was telling you, Lisa, that we as an American, we need to bring back the House Committee of on American activities mm-hmm. back to the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this uh, committee was destroyed, dissolved, whatever, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. in 1970. What? 1975. 1975. By, and by one Joe of those Biden. people Our was friend. Joe Biden. Exactly. exactly. And then by during Clinton time, with Joe Biden again, they uh, this, you know they took away that law. We had a law saying that no Muslim could achieve any position, public position. Mm-hmm. They they get rid of that too. So Joe Biden was there in 70-something with Clinton, and look where we are now. We're having this problem in the House with representatives that are trying to destroy our Constitution, our way of living. They are trying to, uh, they are trying, no, they are promoting communism and socialism and dependency 100% on the government. Mm. So if we could bring that back, I think we're going to resolve a lot of our problem because that will attack not only the Muslim with the Sharia law, Right. Yes. But it will attack the uh, the antifas, the communists, the um, what other groups? Any group that wants to to you know you know annulate. what we have to do. So so great idea. We have to figure out how to actually implement that mm-hmm. yes. because we, we have activated. We have so many ideas on the books though that we can't actually carry the, out. The, the commission began in 1917. Mm-hmm investigating the German activities inside the United States before the war broke on Europe for the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it happens that 
it's been active since 1917 till 1975. So like 60 years, 50 years. But do you know what the media would say to that? Mm. They would say, oh, you just want to inter the Japanese again. You want to target Asians. They will twist that. It's so okay. You, you actually have okay. to have a plan okay. to implement. It's okay, it's okay. But, but we have we have a lot of... We have, we have and we here have a precedent. How do you get precedent? It's pre- is, is already being implemented. It was yeah, working we do have precedent. precedent. Yeah. 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 I'm all for like bringing something like that back, uh-huh. but we do have to think about, and so this is offline, but uh-huh. we have to think about how we would implement that because really that's what public school was supposed to help with. Uh-huh. And public school failed because if you are raising up patriots, uh-huh. then you don't have to have a committee. That's what I was. You look where I did the circle. Exactly. That's what they did. These they people somewhere up there, they're trying to destroy. They already destroyed mm-hmm. this generation. Mm-hmm. So we have to bring them back again. How? Okay, the school we have to make it like you say level, mm-hmm. right? And we're gonna take civil civics out. We want to put civics back in. Uh huh. Yes. Now we're gonna put it back in, but they took it out. They took history out. They mm-hmm. took the sense of being American is not there anymore. They took critical thinking out. Exactly. Now they so are they like can, a now bunch we have the sheep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we have the sheep nation now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. why you're we book. have a nation of snowflakes. Oh yeah, I got three snowflakes in my house now. I don't know how to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. Anyways, um, the t- the situation is that uh, um, whoever is going to get elected, mm-hmm. they need to think about how we can fix the problem that we already have. Right. The problem that we have now is security. Look at Ilhan Omar, look at Rashida Tablet, you know, they are, you know, they are like a chicken without head and, <laughs> and promoting so much hate towards American. I mean, we open up the door for them to come here and this is the way that they pay us back. You know, they, they, it has they to be some the kind pa- of... The Pandora box. The Pandora box. Basically. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so, so it happened on our watch though. What happened in Minnesota that happened on our watch. And mm-hmm. so this election cycle is more important, mm-hmm. perhaps, than, than any election cycle that we've had. That's why I say every Christian, every Republican, they need to get out from their freaking couches yeah. and get out and vote. Go to godsballot.org, and it will show you. If you call yourself a Christian, it shows you who to vote for. Look, let me, let me, let me tell you something. As a theologian, because I am a theologian, let me t- explain you something. If you don't vote biblically... Mm. If you don't vote for somebody who represents your ideology, your philosophy, your faith, guess who's going to get elected? Somebody who's opposite the what you believe. And that person is going to start coming against you, against your church, against your person. That's what's going on in Minnesota. Yeah, and you know, we have an illiterate uh, constituency right now. People don't want to read platforms people don't want to read the word of god godsballot.org gives you scripture and verse one sentence about all these topics that people don't even realize mm-hmm. pertain to elections mm-hmm. you know and you can't just go by lip service there's lots of quote unquote conservative candidates who mm-hmm. are going to tell you they're pro life they're not mm-hmm. and if you look if you take your time everything's technology now all you have to do is search mm-hmm. google it Ask Alexa. Mm-hmm. She'll take care of it for you. But we have got to vote our values. This is a Judeo-Christian nation. Yeah, we are a Judeo-Christian nation. There is only two nations in this planet who was founded on the biblical, on the Torah, and the Judeo-Christian values. There is 
Israel and United States. Hmm. If you this don't, yeah, I see that. <laughs> so if you don't like this country because we are a Judeo-Christian nation, we are a Christian nation. Look, you have 150 countries who practice Islam and Sharia law. You can go over there. We have like a 50 country who practice communism mm -hmm. and at the atheism and, and witchcraft and all that. You can go over there. Plenty of options. Yeah, you have plenty yeah. of options. You, you don't have to, to be go. here. You don't have to be here miserable. You don't have to be here unhappy. You can go over there and do your life over there because guess what? Patriots in this country, we're not going to give it up easy. You pursue happiness. You can go over there and, and pursue your happiness yeah, elsewhere. Of course. But you know what the funny thing is? Uh -huh. People come here and they think they can change America and yeah. bring some of their, their beliefs that are counterintuitive to our Constitution. But the only way our Constitution works is with a Judeo-Christian. It's the only background. way. The only way. The only that's way. what people don't get. Don't get. And then they hate. Look, one guy told me, um, oh, yeah, because I hate the Jews and the Jews here in this country. He said, look, you ha at this point in our life and our history, you only have two choices. Either live under a Judeo-Christian government or under a Muslim Socialist. Government, socialist uh, government. Why? At least the Judeo-Christian government, regardless that you are Christian or not, whatever, they allowed you to leave. They allowed you to leave. But in the Sharia, Muslim, um, socialist. socialist, communist, they cut your head off. No choice. No choice. So no. you got the choice. So why are you so against Judeo-Christian when this is the greatest nation in this planet regardless that our kids they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to even acknowledge that they are living they are being blessed and being born in the United States you know young people that's why we don't give driver's license to five year olds it takes some time for their brain to develop and realize what's true and what's not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even 40-year-olds sometimes don't get it. Mm -hmm. But that's why we have to have mentorship mm -hmm. at the highest levels. Our country has let us down there as well. Mm -hmm. Look at these establishment people who are in Congress. Nancy Pelosi, I know you have something to say. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, uh, she needs to go back home. She needs to go over her to her house and with the ice cream, ice cream <laughs> with her $24,000 um, um refrigerator and you know what let Diana or the other guy lead the path and you know what we recovered one seat from California I this know, week. I flip, know. It flipped from Mitch? blue. What was his name? Mr. Mike Garcia. Mike, Mike, Mike Garcia. Garcia. He Mike flipped Garcia. from Democrat. Congratulations. Congratulations right. to Republican. And look, district number four is going to be flipped in the name of Jesus. Amen. From blue to red. I'll be here too. Yes. <laughs> And this number seven is going to stay red. That's right. No matter how how hard these illegal immigrants who are living in district number seven are trying to flip it or whatever, you know, the nasty thing Well, really, it's doing. people outside of the seven that are trying to flip it. Yeah, like Alisa Milano, like, you know, Stacey. people from, yeah, Stacey Abram, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they already did it with district number six with, right. with Karen Handel. So for them doing number seven, it's like, but you know what? We're going to rescue number six, too. So That's don't right. worry about it. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, this we got six more minutes. This election is very, very special. It because is. you have seven, seven ladies. Minority. Seven, 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 seven ladies. ladies from the minority okay. and we group. Began, and we began this, this thinking with your mom, okay, <laughs> and in Miami, at the Trump... Uh, Hotel. Oh, hotel, yeah, the and we, and we said, and we said, okay, 
let's let's see what we can do. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, okay, the only thing that we need is a it's, a, it's a, king. a king. We need a king. We need a king. Yeah, we need ahead. a king to go ahead. Uh, to go ahead and to complete the the the, 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 the mafia. The, the <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, and suddenly, everything that we thought it fell, it fell into it, place. It, 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 That's like remember when you asked her in front of me? You mm -hmm. remember you asked mm -hmm. Angela, "You're gonna do it," and she said, "Yes, I'm gonna do it." But oh, I have yeah. to f you remember over oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Remember, I was yeah, there, yeah. and then I told her when you finished talking to her, I say, "We need you." We need to. You have to do it. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, yes. of course, of yeah. course. And then, um, and, and they have to understand that it's not Lisa alone or Josie alone or, or Vivian or alone. Vivian. There's a whole underground group of people who. And the funny thing, I was thinking about this this morning. The polls showed that President Trump was going to lose. I went to bed early. I knew he had it. Uh -huh. The the polls are going to show different results right now. Yeah. But I think come election time, we are going to see things flip. Didn't the poll said in Hillary Clinton. 2016 that Hillary Clinton had oh, yeah. 80%, 80%. Right. 80%. probability right. to win? Right. And what happened? Well, want, want, want. There is an underground patriot movement in this country. Oh, yes, it is. That and is spreading like wildfire, and it's it don't have nothing to do with color or skin. No, no, it's the it's the silent majority. It's it the silent majority who are tired of tired, tired of the same people who will sell us out to China, sold us out to Ukraine, sold us out to other countries. Look now, and the, and the, and the most look, and the, the most interesting thing here is that the movement. It's not politicians. No. They I are just, citizens. I, they're it's citizens. I just spoke to the Hispanic Chamber two days ago, mm -hmm. and this was their second interview with me. They're asking me tough questions about immigration mm -hmm. because we know that most Hispanics are God-fearing people who are conservatives. Mm -hmm. They Their focus is their family. They don't mm -hmm. like what's happening here. They have fled here for that very reason. Mm -hmm. So many of them really are Republicans. Mm -hmm. They just need to but vote they Republican. Just, they, don't they don't know, know it. it. Right. They, don't they know are it Republican, yet. but they don't know it. That's what's going on with the Latino community. Right. You know, and then having Telemundo, Univision, all these all these channels, they brainwash them. But you know what? We got one more minute to go, and we're going to be leaving this, the English part. I invite you to stay for the next one. Okay. I can translate, <laughs> and we can have fun. And then I want you to approach the Spanish you people. Spanish is better than Harry. English. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> he is, he is, a, he is a Carlos, please. So it was a pleasure to have you here, Lisa. Thank you, Jessica, uh, thank you next week, next week we're gonna have uh, Cesar Gonzalez, who is running for district number eight. Nice. Yeah, he is a Cuban descendant, and he's going against um, uh, uh, Hicks, the lady Hicks. It's too too Republican. Mm. So I invite him to come next Saturday. Next Saturday. Next Thursday. Sorry. <laughs> next Thursday. And He's going to be here. He speaks English and Spanish. So it will be... Like It'll be you. Spanglish. Spanglish, yeah. Spanglish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like and, the book. And, you know, um, I, I hope that everybody else can come too, you know, like, I mean, we're inviting a lot of people, but none of no, them show up, and, wow. you know. then And then hopefully Michael can make it, and, and Palais can make it, and Vivian can make it, you know. Everybody, and, everybody and this can is make the it. end of the show. Yes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.